And that is the beauty of it. Everyone is in with a chance. Yeah. Like, that was the only This reason. is why they're seeing this so fucking good, yeah, mate. I know, mate. It's so, so good. We've joined at the best time. And here we have it. It's the Pit Stop Boys. We're back. It's episode 41. What a race we have just had, Jay. You're a happy man, aren't you? I am. I am a happy man. I could have been happier. Yeah. But I feel all right. Leclerc got the got the dub. I'm happy man as well. You are. Mick what? Schumacher. Yes. Sixth. Yes. Sixth, mate. The guy is only just getting started. Do you see how he changed in that interview? <laughs> yeah. For like a tiny little bit, you could just see his dad. Yeah. And I think them points the week before have ignited a fire inside Mick Schumacher. Mate, he's got fighting talk now. Yeah. And so I'm just ready to see what happens. Even Basically, the way on the radio yesterday, he said, let Magnussen put me past. I'm quicker. Yeah, he wasn't, happy. He, he wasn't, wasn't happy. he wasn't happy. He was not happy. He wasn't happy. Basically, today we're just going to be talking about the weekend because what an absolute blast of a weekend that was. We had, a, we had qualifying and we had a sprint race. Was it the second sprint race of the year? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and there's three a year? I yeah, think? that sounds about right. Yeah. And we had, I would say, the best race that I've ever watched. Mm-hmm. I really would. Silverstone was obviously unbelievable. But at the moment, Austria is topping that for me. Yeah, a lot of people said to me Austria is going to be an amazing race. And it definitely didn't disappoint. Start to finish, there was action. And one oh, yeah. of my favourite points, which we're definitely going to get into, is what you said to me and I said to you. When there's them five cars... In a tail, in the middle of the race, it was like Schumacher, Norris, Mate, they were wheel Magnuson. to wheel around corners. It was unbelievable. It was so good. It reminded me of like a game, or like Scalectrics almost. Like it didn't look real, because you're so used to not having that. Like Usually there's just gaps, and it's one car and one car. But yeah. to see like a clump of them in the middle of a race... My dad called me up afterwards, he was pissed out of his head, because he was having a few beers and watching it, and he was just going absolutely insane. Was he, he, was like, he was like, I've never seen that before. Yeah. And he's been watching... However old he is. I wonder whether a lot of other Formula One fans think that. Like, people who have been watching for a long time, they're like, oh my god. Because I've never seen that before. Uh, even when we've watched, like, videos on YouTube of, like, best bits, you never see five cars going around a corner at once. No, sometimes you see, like, three in a line. Or, yeah. like, two in a line. You're like, oh, that's cool. But five. And the way that Mick ended up in front of all of them yeah. is just absolutely insane. What a race. Let's go through the... Um... Let's just start from the start. Yeah, let's, let's go from... Well, let's start from yes, so Saturday. Mm. Because Alonso didn't manage to get the sprint race done. His car packed up before he even started. Mate, yeah, crazy. I think he was on the grid and Joe's car died just at the end of the formation lap. So he had to do a pit lane start and Alonso didn't even get out. Yeah, pretty brutal. But he made up some points today. We'll talk about that later. Um, and also, well, Verstappen finished that sprint race in first. Mm-hmm. And the Ferraris, I watched the, the qualifying and the sprint race times back. The Ferraris weren't far off him, especially Leclerc. Mm-hmm. But they just didn't manage to, to make those last few seconds in the sprint. I wasn't, I wasn't overly joyous for today. I didn't think, to be honest with you, I didn't think Leclerc would get the dub. Today. I actually think the issue with the sprint yesterday was that at the beginning... Verstappen had clean air, great start. He flew away in that sprint. And obviously his sprint was only like 22 laps. I thought it would have been more, by the way. I thought they're like 30. And that's a short track. Yeah. So I was a bit confused. It's only 22. If it was longer, could have gone the other way. I, I thought it was less, to be honest with you. Really? I thought it was like 10. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're learning every day. We We're are. learning every day. Yeah, Verstappen had clean air. But in the beginning of the sprint, the Ferraris were really fighting each other. 
like Leclerc and Sainz. Oh yeah, of course. For like a yeah. long period of time, we're just going back and forth trying to get round each other. And I missed that bit. It, I missed the first couple of laps, didn't I? Yeah, that was the first bit. That first time I've seen Ferraris, the Ferrari drivers do what I said they think they might. Like look like they're gonna fight and mm. things like what happened today to Carlos is only gonna make him want to do that more. Mm. It's just a shame what happened today. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that. Yeah, big time. we'll, we'll definitely we'll definitely get there. But in the uh, sprint. Yeah, Verstappen was just clear. By the time the Ferraris could sort out their order and just mm. be driving properly, Verstappen was gone, mate. It's not long enough, is it? Yeah. Something, something wasn't right today. I don't know if it was the car or what. He just couldn't keep up with the Red Bull. Well, the problem with Verstappen was is that he... Didn't he get a little bit of damage or something? He had to pit early. Something happened. I can't remember exactly, but he had to pit early. Earlier than he would have liked. Today which in the messed up the whole strategy. Yeah, pretty sure quite early on something happened or... I, I can't remember. He got overtaken, didn't he? But did they touch a little bit and he had to go get something new fit? That was Perez. Perez touched for George. Yeah, that was right at the beginning. But Verstappen was clear in this race for a while. And then Leclerc came back, what was it, like lap 20 or something? He overtook him or 14? Leclerc was attacking lap on... Uh, sorry, was <laughs> attacking Verstappen on, on around lap 10. Uh, and then he took him on the 12th. Yeah, and then it was just strategy. Like, Ferrari's strategy with Leclerc was good with mm. the tyres because Verstappen pitted first. They didn't know the strategies. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed as well, they were like, they were pitting Leclerc and then Signs on the lap afterwards. Okay. And they did that twice. Yeah. So I think they were just trying to steer clear of getting them both in at the same time, yeah. like Monaco. It was just a shame for Perez because obviously, right at the beginning, have you when you watched that back, George Russell got a five second time penalty for that. But this is something I don't understand as a new Formula One fan mm. at all. You basically can ruin someone's race and get a five-second penalty. I'm not 100% sure it was even Russell's fault, but I'm just saying, as an adjective, that's what happens. If yeah. you, like, hit someone and they have to pit because of it right at the beginning, like, if you're only going to get a five-second penalty, surely people would just do that all the time. It's, it's a small margin with it, though, because, like, from what I'm gathering, that it's down to the stewards to decide whether it was on purpose. So they're basically looking at, did that guy leave him enough room? Mm. And the argument was, did he come too far over the track? Did he leave Perez enough room? And George was saying that Perez turned in on him. Yeah, and George said that he went too late on the brakes and yeah. just couldn't stay in. So it's very small margins, man. But the main thing about this race was that everyone was getting done for track yeah, limits. track limits and everything. It was great. Yeah, well, we know it on the game because I'm trying to set a flying lap. By the way, we got F1 2022 now. We're going to have to talk yeah, about the, that. The 10 hour trial. Yeah, <laughs> 10 hour trial. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We, we haven't been paid yet, all right? Yeah. No, yeah, it's one of them tracks, isn't it? We saw it in F2 loads. I thought the game was... E it feels easier than the last one, by the way. Yeah, it does. Easier to drive the cars, bigger wheels. In the rain. Much mm. easier to drive the cars in the rain. We'll what definitely talk about the game a little bit. Yeah, we will. Let's just remember where we're at in yeah. the race, because it was amazing. Well, I basically took a load of notes. Like, So where are we at? Throughout the race. So let, I'll just start from the beginning briefly and work through. So Alonso obviously starting at the back because of yesterday. Started on hards because uh, he didn't start the sprint yesterday. Perez and George crash. Yeah, they do that, don't they? That's yeah. why you see the guys further at the back yeah. on hards at the beginning of a race, just because they've got nothing to lose, really. They need to hope that a strategy goes in their favour. That's it. I don't know if he did a one-stop or not. Well, Russ, Perez went straight to hards. I think Alonso did a one-stop. Did he? Yeah. Well, Perez went straight to hards as well, but Perez just couldn't finish the race. What, what lap did Perez DNF on? Do you know? 
well, he retired a bit later on. He tried to get the car out and, and keep it going for a little while. He was just so far behind when I he... mean, he, he crashed on the first lap with George. Mm. Uh, on, like, the second corner, I think, or something like that. Literally George... straight away, Verstappen was behind him, lapping him. Yeah. George managed to carry on. Perez was in the gravel. Um, then he had, like, a long pit, obviously, because they were trying to fix his car. Mm. Uh, but then but... George did go in, didn't he? George was driving with damage today as well. They both had a little bit of damage, so George had to pit early as well. Russell had a great race, really. I mean... He, did, he finished he good. fourth. Yeah. Like, it could have been a lot higher. I mean, the the Perez thing, you could argue, could could have gone either way. I mean, when I looked at it, I guess my opinion on it was that, well, Russell was going around the corner on the inside, but clearly broke too late. Couldn't even possibly... There's nothing he could have done. He just messed his breaking up. Obviously, he was just going for the gap, when he? Yeah, Russell just had to defend it, break a bit late, and because of that, Perez ended up. So it was Russell's fault, really. I don't think there's any argument it wasn't. I saw the same crash happen to three or four people where they're yeah. just where they're catching wheels like that, which is it's good because you, you know you're having a tight race that way. Like everyone's so close together, side by side. That's the thing though, which I just cannot wrap my head around. Because if that, it was a hundred percent Russell's fault, Russell did ruin Perez's race. But Russell can finish fourth, and Perez can't even finish the race because he had so much car damage. Yeah, but Russell probably should have done better because he started in fourth. So really, mm. you know, if you didn't serve, if you didn't have to serve that four, uh, five second time penalty, yeah. But in the aspect of like penalties, what comes after a five second one? Because I really feel like if I don't know, I just feel like if you take a car out and they can't race anymore, like mm. why should you be allowed to carry on if it was your fault? If you've been given a penalty for something, I, I, obviously, that's, that's I don't just know. the nature. It's just the nature of yeah, racing. I think. It's all the great things that make it good. Like when a safety car brings them back together, there's things in yeah. it that you can argue aren't necessarily fair for everyone. No. But I'm just trying to figure out whether there's like... But you can't really police... I don't know if you can police that kind of stuff. No, because it's racing. It's, it's like, it racing, happens, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, George would have probably rather have not have done that. Yeah, because he didn't want the damage. So sure. that he could he could have made the podium. Yeah, he wouldn't have wanted the damage. Well, Hamilton's back on the podium again. Hamilton's on the podium, which is great. Yeah. Great to see Mercedes look like they're doing really fucking well with their car at the minute. Mm, they definitely have sorted something out, without a doubt. Hamilton's looking a lot better. He did some amazing overtakes today. And you're going to love this, because I'm even going to tell you on what turn. Turn 8, Lewis Hamilton did a perfect overtake. And it was not even an overtaking zone. I, I don't know exactly who it was over, but it was so <laughs> So you know good, the turn, man. but you don't know who it was, was overtaking. So and also, Cro- Crofty's <laughs> commentator today was Ledge. Yeah, good. Because he kept saying the word switcheroo. And that's the only word I understand mm. for like what they're doing, where they go wide and then they come back on the end. Because we do it on the game. I love knowing like what that term means. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was cool to see Lewis like, battling with a couple of hasses, mate, at one point. Like yeah. he was pinned between both of them. And I think Schumacher took him. Lewis took Schumacher back. And they were battling for a little bit. It was cool yeah, to yeah. see. It's, Same in the sprint yesterday. And they were like, saying on the commentary, it's like, you're like seeing Lewis and Schumacher battling yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, But it's Mick this time. That horse is quick. Fucking quick, mate. Like, very... That's a quick track. And it they weren't even getting destroyed. Or they looked... It, they lo- looked like they deserved to be there throughout the sprint. Throughout the race. If that horse gets better and better... And Schumacher has actually ignited this switch. Imagine we get a Schumacher podium. Like, Mate, the great thing about this sport, I was thinking about it earlier, was like, you know, they don't start at the start of the year and then that's how they're going to be for the rest of the year. No, it's, no They're constantly, not. constantly making changes. And like Haas, 
you've seen it all the cars with the ferrari engines they started off really strong at the start of the year ferrari started to have problems with their engine and, yeah. and we saw the other teams like Haas as well drop off a little bit and they weren't they were retiring from races because the car wasn't working and now like you're seeing them come back to life like i felt like at silverstone ferrari made a step up there yeah and it was looking great and then obviously they got the dub with carlos yeah and then now they've just won again at austria but you're seeing the Haas and the Alpines again moving back up with the, with Ferrari. I think Ferrari is are, are great, but I still think Ferrari don't have as much in the tank as the others because last season when Mercedes and Red Bull were doing were battling for the title, like we've said before, you only get four months to develop the new car when season ends till it starts again, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I feel like Ferrari last season were developing it way before, but Red Bull and Mercedes weren't. So I think that's why the Mercedes is so obviously getting better every week they only had four months of a new regulation a new car everything with the team whereas the other teams probably started working on it way before i don't know how that shit works yeah well they have to assign budget and people in the factories and that like without a doubt red bull and mercedes would have started production and planning on the new car later than the others because if if mercedes turn around now when we can't win this year let's start working on next year's car none of the other teams would be doing that yet but they'd have a section of definitely of, of but, people at the team definitely but i'm talking all of it like, I think Ferrari went in hard. That's why they look better. But Well, if, we're halfway through the season now. Exactly halfway. It, Like I said, it looked good at the beginning. And they're still looking strong. I don't think... To me, there isn't one team far, far out the front. Ahead, no, 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 no. Not at all. That The sport needed to declare a win today. I, I was speaking to my mates about it. I was like, look, this... Ha- Ferrari have to win today. Mm. If the, if Leclerc had DNF today or didn't finish and Verstappen had won, you'd look at that leaderboard and just be like, that gap is too big now. I actually blame my dad for the Carlos Sainz crash. Really? Yeah, because I haven't been wearing my Formula One gear like when I've been watching the races. Today, I was like, do you know what? Yeah, I'm going to put the Ferrari top on. And, they, and Leclerc won. Well, there you go. And I called my dad. He didn't wear his. Oh, and that's why Sainz crashed. Oh, no. So next weekend, there's no race, but the weekend after France... You're both wearing them, are you? Yeah. Are you going now then? Ferrari through and through to the end of the season, like hard. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. To try yeah, and yeah. get a Ferrari. Because now we're like midway through a season. We can do a bit of like a mid season review. Maybe we'll do that after our. Mid season review. Once we've gone through the, um, you know, all the things from today's race. Did we do one at the beginning? We kind of did. We kind of said like who we gave our predictions on who we. It would have been such a where. shot in the dark though, because we wouldn't have known anything like what to say or what no. we, what we could have predicted. No, we were watching back the old videos and the reels yesterday on Instagram on at pit stop and went back to the beginning, and it's so funny to see us being like. So they get given like a matching shell, <laughs> and they have to like mold it with their team. Like we genuinely didn't know. And to be fair quite clearly still don't know much but 41 episodes in i wonder if anyone has listened to all 41 though i don't know like surely if no there is anyone who is listening to all of them and fair play to you if you've listened to all 41 oh, they'll screenshot lie. this podcast on your phone on spotify or apple or amazon they're gonna cheat Someone's i don't gonna care cheat. i'll trust them and put it on instagram and tag at pit stop so we can share them all on our story that'd be ledge that would be cool and be like 41 club by the way how many reviews have we got Mate, on Spotify, we got like 2,400 reviews. 4.9 stars were rated. That is epic. That is insane. Because, I mean, five, star, five stars would I mean, be five better. stars would yeah, be much better, guys. It would guys. be a little bit better. However, how many? 2,400. 2, I've not seen that many reviews. Mate, not many podcasts do unless they're like mega, mega Who's big. number one? Tom Crouch still. <laughs> Peter Crouch still. <laughs> <laughs> so we read I school mean, with Tom Crouch. Crouch. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, Crouch. yeah, of course. But he's a he's a, and how a many reviews? Name. How many views he got? 
I don't know. Should we check? I'll go Wait, and check right now. Guarantee how many you reviews. right now. Peter Crouch has not got more reviews. Than I don't do. even know if I'm going to be able to find it though because I haven't got. Um, oh no, the charts are back. They weren't working for a while. You, what you reckon? We've got more reviews of Peter Crouch. Hundred percent. No, he's got four thousand one hundred. Okay. The what about the, the overlap with that football player that <laughs> Gary Neville? Yeah. The overlap. Yeah, Nev-Nev. we got more than that. That's only got six hundred. We have got loads of reviews, and we're fifth in the UK sports charts, highest rated Formula One podcast. You know, yeah, we were third. So, guys, we dropped two places, and uh, it's all your fault. I mean, we can't do anything more about it. Other than just <laughs> put, put podcasts out. The only way we can change it is if everyone listening right now clicks the like, the subscribe button, whatever you have to do to be notified when a new episode comes up, and rate it five stars. And hopefully, one day we can get a number one. And if we get number one in the podcast charts, big party. Fab promise he's going to get a Fernando Alonso tattoo on his head. <laughs> I could. It could be one of those ones where like I do it on top, shave my head, and then the hair grows back. No <laughs> like one when sees you wrote it. Fab in my hair. And then when I'm like 80, everyone will see this tattoo again. Yeah. And it'd be a great story. Well, without a doubt, if we got number one, if anyone's going to do something crazy, you know it'd be us, guys. Okay? Yeah, we've yeah. gone a bit off topic. Let's go back to the race. Surprise, surprise. Latifi retired. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping you wouldn't laugh then after we bloody met him in Silverstone. Yeah, he retired lap 51. I... Would like to get him on as a guest. I would love to get him on as a guest. I would love to speak to Latifi and be like, "Hello, are you all right?" You know. I yeah, no, no. All, all, all jokes aside, it would be really good to get him on. Yeah, because he'd have he'd have so much of a story. Yeah, and I want to hear it. Yeah, I, I, we wanted to do a podcast episode before where we did whole episodes on like certain drivers, so you could learn more about them, which would be cool because you know you don't hear as much about. Well, he doesn't get drivers. enough coverage. Well, that's what I mean. We need to give him a platform. We need to make this a call out. We spoke to his uh, physio. Yeah. And he said he, he, he'd be up for talking. So how do we... <laughs> we need to get a hold of this guy. Yeah, well, basically, we just need to put a public call out and be like, Latifi, we want you on the podcast. Yeah. Come and chat with Let's us. Let's do a bit of digging. Yeah, I know we'll a few people that probably know him, actually. So he'd we be can, a great guest. We can make that happen. Okay, well, we'll work on that. Let's make it happen. But yeah, he DNF'd. How did he DNF? Did It'd be great crash? to have Latif- Latifi and his trainer on at the same time. That'd be good. Yeah. Or Latifi and Hamilton at the same time. And then ask and ask Hamilton how he feels about Latifi crashing at Abu Dhabi. Yeah, that'd be brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, listen, Carlos signs today. I need to talk I need to talk about it now. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Go I on, mean, free reigns. It's pretty sad. It was looking like a Ferrari one two, which would have been really exciting because if it had been a one two, it would have like created more of a gap between Leclerc and Verstappen. It would have, it would have, sorry, created more of a gap. It would have closed that gap mm. in the standings, which is what they need. Plus, for Ferrari and the constructors, would have been ideal. So it's a bit of a shame. However, I am just glad that he's all right. Mate, because did you see what was happening? Well, I, I saw him stuck in fire, and I just couldn't understand why he wasn't getting out of the car. He was literally in there for ages. He was on burning. a hill. Yeah. So that was the first time that I realised that Ferrari He probably cars. wasn't burning, so I'm not saying he got really badly burned. Yeah, but you look, I think he was you okay. look at a car burning and someone's inside, you're thinking that they're going to burn. He needs to get out. So why was thought. he in there for so long? Well, F1 cars don't have handbrakes. Wow. Yeah. I feel like we've covered that before. I don't know. But yeah, F1 cars don't have handbrakes. And I saw he kept having to drive forward a little bit. He was on a hill. So one of the stewards came down and they were trying to put one of those little plastic cones like underneath his wheel. And he couldn't get out until because it would have rolled back. Yeah. Oh my Yeah, I saw God. him. He was like lifting himself out and then he was That's like... That's what I thought. You could see him trying to get out. Put his foot on the brake. It all happened like really, really quickly, what it seemed like. 
Doesn't it seem quite dangerous to you that a car can just explode and set on fire and they're sat in it? But fire came shooting out of the side like, pods. I, I get all the safety measures and I get they're doing everything they can. Like, this sport has become mad safe. But if he had crashed, like, for example, say that crash was like the Joe crash. Mm. And then the engine had gone. You wouldn't, it would take them so long to get them out and the car would be on fire. Yeah. So this is what I this surely is, there's this, still a big issue with fire, mate. This is what I still love about the sport, and it hit me during the race, yeah, because there's all the grandstands, right? Everyone's sitting, and there's usually a patch of grass, and then the barriers, and then the racetrack. But there was like I saw people, including kids, just stood at the barrier. Yeah, I saw that, and I'm thinking if that if a car just goes, ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice at Caskers.com. We make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Flying into him. It's nighty night. <laughs> See you later. Nights out and away we go. Yeah, it's bedtime. Which is quite bad, mate. <laughs> it's pretty bad, but I love how, even though the sport has, has moved so far forward in terms of health, safety, everything else. Mate, there's only so much you can do. There's still little bits like that where it's still old school and raw. Oh, yeah. And there I mean? is, there's only so much you can do and there's only so much certain tracks will want to do. Like... At the end of the day, you go to Goodwood or something and you see it on the big sign straight away. But you go to Goodwood and they've got hay bales. Part of the yeah. side of the road. That's not going to stop a car going Me 200 either. miles an hour. I know, that's what I thought. Brutal. I think they should do that in Formula 1. What, hay barrels? Get rid of the tyres. No, that would be a terrible idea. It would be an awful Did you like idea. this track because of the, the, like, well, beaching around it? Do you like that? The thought of if they go off, they can't get back on? Or do you prefer, like, looking at something like France? I think it's France where there's yeah, not lots many... Yeah, of space to go Where over. if you go off, yeah. you go off, but at least it doesn't ruin your yeah. race kind of thing. I liked it. I said Vettel managed to get out of it today. Yeah, but Zepfell didn't have a good weekend. I know when he went off, it wasn't his fault. Gasly went into him. Yeah, and he got a time penalty for that too. But yesterday, went off. Vettel seems to be of struggling course. in that. And, and, Martin and a the, sorry, bit. and the two Mercedes yesterday. Yeah, wow. In qualifying. Yeah. Friday, that sorry. was mental. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that to happen to both. That's what I mean. So for the Mercedes to do that in qualifying and then not have a great sprint and then finish third and fourth today. Mercedes are laughing. Oh, mate, it was it was mega impressive from the Mercedes team. They had Lewis Hamilton's brakes off at the on the starting grid, like they were changing his brakes, and there it was like two minutes till they had to go. Wow. Yeah, I've never seen that before. No, Mercedes definitely did pull out the bag this weekend, and it's what you want. It's what we need right now. With it being a halfway point, I, we just need a Mercedes win. Like I know there's probably so many Ferrari fans, so many Red Bull fans listening, but like think about it. A Mercedes win now would make this so, <laughs> so exciting. All right, you give me your accurate prediction, like an accurate prediction of how of who you think will be the top three in the constructor standings and, and how you think it will work. For, Just the constructors? For, for, yeah, yeah, for, yeah, forget the drivers. Wow. Who, so one, two, and three, and then explain it. All right, I'll give my genuine opinion but I reckon it will be, end up getting so much backlash yeah nah fuck it I honestly we should think, write this down as well and then at the end of the season we'll see if we were right I think Red Bull are one the constructors without a doubt I mean this week was mad unlucky and they are still so far ahead in the constructors already um I don't think oh 
I mean, it's so obvious to say Ferrari will be next. But something tells me, like, Mercedes. mate, they've had four um, engine DNFs this season already. What, you, th- you think, you think and Mercedes And if Mercedes can, can pull a third and fourth out of the bag in a race like today, after their weekend, mm. imagine what they can do when they start actually getting it right a little bit more. I mean, they're one of the best constructs of all time. The, but the tough part about it is that none of these three teams have really a first and second driver like obviously I know that they do isn't that but so all of their, both their drivers and all three teams are unbelievable this is what I was thinking watching the race with the Ferrari drivers Carlos, battling Perez, Perez George. And and battling a little bit Russell and Hamilton battling a little bit the, the actual like having a one and two seems to be disappearing this season you just yeah. have a top six and you have three teams that they drive for and even they want to fight each other it's like was it per- Perez won Monaco yeah, man. Yeah, and then we've had Carlos's first win at Silverstone. George has been absolute. George hasn't won yet, but he's been absolutely smashing it. Cons- oh, consi- like consistent consistency. Yeah, but yeah, like I'm saying, Mercedes came third and fourth today in a weekend that didn't even go their way. I think whether Mercedes finish higher than Ferrari or not is questionable, but I definitely think Mercedes will make less mistakes than Ferrari until the end of the season. Really? Like Mercedes are a well-oiled unit; they know what they're doing. They're the best construct, one of the best constructs of all time. I do think if Ferrari make a few more... I'll tell you what, the only way which my prediction really works is if in the next couple of races a Mercedes win. Um, And Mercedes has to win to even close it up. Mm. But are they far off? I don't know. They're definitely as close as they've ever been. Yeah. I I was really hoping by this point now the Ferraris would be secure and not have any problems. But after seeing that today, what do I think? Top three constructors in the season. Because you're, you're Ferrari for and through. You cut you open, you bleed Charles but apart, I, I, so. I, I still think Ferrari could have it. What, you think they could win? I think Ferrari could have the constructors still. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I do. So but, I do. It's going to be hard. I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to breeze it, but I think it's possible. I think Ferrari are relying on a lot of mistakes from other teams because there's no way Ferrari are done with their mistakes yet. Like, there's just not. They shouldn't be halfway for a season having the mistakes they've had. Mm. Let alone, you know what I well, mean? Well, it was looking a bit sketchy for Leclerc at the end of this race too. Did you see that? No, I didn't. So, I think, what? let me check my notes. What quick. happened to Leclerc at the end of oh, the race? Oh, mate, it was terrifying. It was terrifying. His, his throttle wasn't coming back to 0%. You're going to have to bear with me because I don't really know no, what no, a lot no, of this no, shit means. It. This is good. I'm enjoying it. So I assume he's accelerating, right? When you come to a corner, you take your foot off the throttle yeah. and it, it, it wasn't going to 0%. So like idle or whatever you call it, it was staying on around 20 or 30%. So he was essentially still accelerating around a corner, even though his foot was off it. Wow. And Martin Brundle was... Off, it, it, mate, what, so were, even though he was coming off it, the car would like still have a bit like an automatic car rolling forward. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's still roll forward. So... And that was looking really bad because I remember he... How he, does he brake on that? Because you surely have to change your whole brake point because you've got the extra bit of power. He already. was saying it only felt like sort of 20%. I mean, I've got it written down here. So lap 61, he was complaining, saying it, he feels like his throttle feels strange. And that was... It, they, was they said everything looked fine. Ferrari was like, everything seems okay. Lap 64, what's happening with the throttle? He's asking it again three laps later. So now you're starting to get a little bit worried. You're thinking, fuck me, Carlos has just gone out. Is he going to have the same problem? Like, what's mm. going on? Lap 66, the throttle is sometimes getting stuck. So there... This is his radio communications. That's him saying it. It's getting cool. stuck. So, yeah, they're telling him to, like, lift off the throttle earlier and try and... But Martin Brundle was thinking that he was hooking his foot round the back of the pedal and pu- actually trying to pull it back. Oh, really? Can you imagine trying to do that? Like, While driving, you can't just suddenly stop. 
ridiculous. And that's though. right at the end of the race, right? He's not gonna he's not gonna pit for anything. He, nah. At that point, you're just trying to get to the finish line. And by this point, I mean he was way over three seconds in front of Verstappen. He was three and a half seconds, and it went down to about two and a half. So he lost a second with about two two or three laps to go. His it second overtake, tight, mate. his first overtake, sorry, was really um, was really interesting because he went up the inside and took him took Verstappen on the corner, and they said Verstappen looked like he was sleeping. And when I watched it back, I watched the highlight. Like that is exactly what it looks like. Like yeah. Verstappen's just on such a comfortable line driving around, and then out of nowhere, Leclerc just catches him out with jumping up the inside, and Verstappen genuinely had, couldn't do anything about it. That's the it. best way to put it. I'd say he felt like he was sleeping. Yeah, yeah. it really he did just look did, like didn't that. expect it. But then, to be honest. Verstappen, no, Leclerc doesn't normally drive like that. No, he's been, normally he's see been more ruthless. But I love it. This yeah, is what we need. Me too, mate. All the drivers need to drive like Verstappen. Mate, the DRS was so effective yeah. today. The yeah, amount yeah, of cars... Three DRS zones here, that's why as well. The amount of cars I saw putting moves on with the DRS, and they were flying past. And they like, could stay so close together, which we saw with the five. Yeah. I just feel like, I don't know, I feel like um, the DRS just suits other tracks, certain tracks better. Defo. And this track, it was unbelievable. Defo. I also think having three, I think if you're going to change the racing so that they can be closer together and build everything around that, I think every track should tr have as many DRS zones as possible. I mean, I don't know the scientifics behind it, how long a straight has to be or how long for it to be a DRS zone. Uh -huh. But having three DRS zones, I think, makes such a difference. It's a lot of DRS. Is it definitely three? Yeah, it was three. For, for such a sh uh, short Austria's track. got three, yeah. Wow. Um, and having that makes a difference. Mm. You can really tell. It keeps everyone so close together, especially when you've got a line of five, because they're dragging each other constantly. Yeah. But you've got to think, some cars are getting dragged, but they're actually like nowhere near as quick. They're, the only reason they're still behind that car is because of the drag. Like Their tyres might be older or something. Yeah, and that real. is the beauty of it. That is because everyone is in with a chance. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Like, that was the only This reason. is why they're seeing this so fucking good, yeah, mate. I know, mate. It's so, it's so good. Sick, We've joined at the best time. We really have. That's why Verstappen got unlucky today, though, because he had to pit early because of whatever reason it was or something happened, I don't know. Because of that, he ha his, his strategy was completely gone. Yeah. Like, Verstappen was very unlucky, really, because um, he was clear <laughs> in the sprint and it would have been an interesting race if, if something like that didn't happen. But yeah, for me, my main takeaway was... My main takeaway of the race was simple. Ferrari are going to battle. I can see in the video when Verstappen and Leclerc were um, putting champagne on each other and they're laughing at each other. You can look at them and you can tell. Like I think they know that this is going to be... Do you see the end of this season being similar to the end of last season? Better. Better. For multiple reasons. Because I think the way the sport has evolved has gone from people not just supporting one person, not just being like, I love Hamilton. And because of that, I think people are more aware of like supporting a constructor or a different driver or someone at another team. Like, for example, Drive Survive has given a media presence on people you would have never seen before. I love Mick Schumacher, but I wouldn't have known anything about him mm -hmm. about like social media and videos. I like Red Bull, but I like Mick Schumacher. I reckon there's so many people that like loved Hamilton, but probably quite enjoy watching... I don't know, someone else drive now. I just think we could see a bit more of a beast come out of Leclerc. I feel like Leclerc's a bit of a nice guy. He's definitely stepped it up. Do you and like all... you said, and they were saying on TV, he's definitely driving more ruthless today. If they get to the end of the season and they're that close on points, it's going to be a fucking brawl for the last 
couple of a uh, couple of races, I think. I feel like a fire is just going to brew within the drivers because what you saw with Mick Schumacher this weekend, where in that interview he just reminded me of his dad, and it was beautiful. And obviously, don't get me wrong, we've only ever watched highlights of. Um, Michael Schumacher we never watched him live but my god can see why he was so oh Fab's watched him live you actually went to the race mm. yeah so Fab has but I haven't I've never seen anything about him until I watched it watched Mick the other day my god and if Mick's got that little bit of fight it makes me think maybe like everyone in the paddock has realised like we're halfway through the season now we've got quick cars mm. the cars are getting better and maybe it's just like a proper switch because they have to get comfortable in the car, mm. comfortable with the other people on the grid. Well, it's taken Hamilton nine or ten races to actually feel like he feels comfortable in the car again, mate. Yeah, you can see him smiling a little bit more now. I think he had a new car. Did they give him a new car? I think... What, Hamilton had... That, he didn't start from the back of the grid, though. No, but they gave... They, was, they said on TV they've given him a new car because he fucking smashed the last one up. Well, he did go into the wall and qualify him. Yeah. And that, I thought that just did the suspension. I don't, I don't know the parameters and what that means, having a new car. Where, uh, new seat? Can, nah, no, 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 no. For the sprint, Hamilton had a really... Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but they literally had like bonded bits of his um, plate. But bottom... What's it called? Like the bottom of the car. What's it called? Front wing. The plate. The plate. Like the bit that goes along the floor, the bit that they try and stop from porpoising. This is embarrassing. Just the floor plate or whatever it is. Yeah. A bit of that had broke, but they'd like bonded it back together. You could see on the Ted's notebook, which was amazing this week because they just went around all the garages and you could see so much. Ted's just amazing. Yeah, Ted is absolutely Ted's class. amazing, bro. He really is. He is class because he just gets stuck straight in. It's just, a, it's, it, I feel like a little bit of us, I feel like there's a little bit of Ted in us. Yeah, he's just better. Or maybe the other way around. No, I feel like we're better. <laughs> yeah. I like it. But he's like, Ted is like the creme brulee after a nice, like, steak dinner. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you have so much of one thing. F1 is, is all very much like that. And then right at the end of the, the, end of the thing, you've just got Ted doing his notebook. <laughs> and he's so just... easy to watch because he's just great. And you never really know what he's going to say. That's my favorite kind of content, just when it's raw. Yeah. Like, and he, he's got his notebook with stuff written, but the guy will start a sentence about something and then you just see his brain get completely distracted by something else and he'll start talking about something else. Yeah. And it's, it just flows. It's cool. Ted's legend. Hell. Ocon had a great race today as well. Let's not forget Ocon. Yeah. The well, I was going to ask you, actually, important question. Who was your driver of the day? Um, I'm going to be biased and I'm going to just give it 100% to Mick. I mean, sixth is an unbelievable drive with the, with the cars on the grid. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to give it to Mick just because yesterday I know that he said he was quicker than Magnussen. And the fact that he went out there and finished ahead of Magnussen... Is just such a fucking ledge situation. And he believes like, he's quicker than Magnuson. Do you know what I mean? Because on the radio yesterday, it didn't switch him around. Mm -hmm. And he would have gone to bed and thought, I know I'm quicker than Magnuson. Without a doubt, he, he would have been in that garage thinking, I'm starting behind Magnuson, but I'm quicker than him. And he proved it. So you think strategy is going to change for the next race? I think they're a team that will have a strategy. I th obviously, they have strategies, but like we're saying, there's not a one and two as much in the top teams. Mm -hmm. And there's no way in that Ferrari garage you can sit Carlos Sainz and Leclerc down and go, right, you're the number one driver <laughs> yeah. this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't believe it. I don't believe it one bit. Because Russell said they flip a coin mm -hmm. with Hamilton. He said they've done it in Mercedes for years. I don't believe that. No. Not with Mercedes, not with Ferrari, and not with Red Bull. But they, I think do they not have it in? Is it not in like football when they might say like, oh, like if you have got like two strikers and Ronaldo is one of them, would they not be like, oh, you got to lay Ronaldo nah, off more? Never, really, never. I, um, they may have a dynamic of like 
for I reckon the dynamic has gone from instead of doing it before the race, it can just change throughout because these they have to think more about now. They said to Carlos, they said to Carlos today we're going with Plan E. Yeah, that means they've got plans A, B, C, D, E at least. They, they do. Maybe this is one thing we need to consider. Maybe a number one driver is the number one driver in a race, but then the second they need to switch it if something happens, mm. they both drivers are aware of that and they have to go with it. Like at the end of the day, the the team bosses are meant to be the ones that <clears throat> have the final say, and they have to have the final say. Yeah. Otherwise, you see what like what happens in football when the boss tried to bring the keeper off. Mate, you would have died in this situation. I don't know what this is about. Yeah, so the Chelsea boss tried to bring Kepper off for a penalty shootout, and Kepper refused to leave the pitch. Uh, and the legend. manager stormed off back. Mate, hilarious. Like, that's what I mean. You have to have someone that they listen to. Of course, yeah. And maybe that does change throughout the race. But can you imagine that? Can you honestly imagine Bonotto sitting down with Leclerc and Sainz and saying, this week, Leclerc's number one. You've got to drive behind him. Yeah. You got. You really think? Yeah, yeah. Why Leclerc, though? Sainz is doing amazing. Because Leclerc's doing better. Yeah, but it's all about team points. I think, the, I think they're more likely to adjust the strategy just for the end of the race. I think they just go. Go out there. Don't fight. I'd, I'd say the strategy changed after the last race where Carlos won. That's why they were fighting in the sprint, right? Mm. Let's see what happened. I reckon they said they gave him free reign in the sprint. Lads, go out there. Do what you want. But for this race... I don't think you can take risks like that. I don't think mm. a team can afford to take a risk of having both their drivers fighting each other. True. Because they lose time. And mm. the whole time that the Ferraris are fighting, Verstappen's phew, straight down the end. Yeah, I mean, Ferrari showed that in the sprint. They had that problem. I think it's just definitely got to be more with some teams than others. Like, with some teams, there's definitely going to be a one and two. McLaren did all right this week, though. Like, I mean, they yeah, did like Lando's great, obviously. But... Lando's obviously number one. Yeah, we've got to be surely. Yeah, like I really, I think. <clears throat> but Ricardo's so. been doing all right. Yeah, I'm. I don't know with the McLaren. Like, they have a lot of fans, and we don't know loads about McLaren. But they're a good constructor. Mm-hmm. They're like a rich team. One, like of, the, one known, of the best. That's what I mean. They, they're a good car, good Formula One racing team. I, I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> I, I, there was so much talk at the beginning of the season and it was like, yeah, we could have four teams competing. Mate, like Alpine are like more in it than yeah. McLaren. Haas are more in it than McLaren. For me, I feel like it shapes next season a bit better though because it then because obviously the regulations change so much mm, this but year. But not next year. So now everyone's just going to get Everyone's going to be from... warmed up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There, there could definitely be cars on this grid because they've all got the same budget, magic budget cap. I was speaking to someone about that though, and they were saying, "Yeah, they do, but they don't all spend it. So obviously, they don't all have the same amount of money." Mm-hmm. Like, which I didn't even think about. Like, yeah, they have a budget cap, and yeah, these teams are rich, but not all of them have that amount of money, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't even get the chance to develop as much. But there's definitely cars on this grid currently that have put so much time already into next season's like next season's car that are developing things that they know won't be ready for eight months or whatever. Because even when we play the game, let's get onto the game a little bit. Mm. But yeah, we started playing F1 2022 and that's the only reason we realised really like what developing a car's like. Because you mm. go on R&D, you go on... Uh, what the, what, what the four like called? That. Let's see if we can name the four. Aerodynamics. Yep. Yeah, what's the other one? Chassis. Is it en- Chassis, yeah. yeah. Is it engine? I swear engine might be Yeah, one. power unit. Power unit. And what's the fourth one? Is it downforce? So like... Uh, shit. Oh, is it just extras? It's blue, isn't it? Mm, no, there's like a yeah, blues aerodynamics. You got green P 
pink, which is powertrain. And yellow. And is yellow. Something. What's yellow? I feel like yellow is <coughs> hydraulics or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it could be hydraulics. People are listening. If you haven't played the game... By the way, F1 2022 is ledge once you get into the game. Like, the graphics are better. I like the way the cars drive. I swear it's exactly the same. Yeah, the menus are the same. <laughs> even the so even confused. the start with Will Buxton is like the same. I'm, yeah, there's extra graphics and it looks amazing and the racing on it is great. But maybe that's like a thing Formula One do. But then you were saying it's because they don't have as much time. Which well, is I so said true. to you that's how Call of Duty went down the pan was they changed the game too much. So maybe they deliberately don't change the game. But the actual game. To be fair, the actual game's never going to change that much because they're just racing F1 cars. Yeah. They could have changed the menus and stuff. But if it works, then why change it? Yeah, like even the music's the same, the sound effects are the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much the exact same game. I was like, I don't, <coughs> sorry, oh, I just had a, to... Oh, 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 I'm dying. Are you okay? Yeah, we can cut that. Sure. Are you all right? No, don't cut it. Okay. Leave it in. Let's keep it raw. No, we're going to cut it. No, that okay, no, we're people we're here. Yeah, they'll love that. One more? No, no more coffee. Yeah, no, no more coffee. Okay, well, that's, do well, that's sneeze. <laughs> no. Pineapple. Shut up. Okay. Halfway through the season, let's finish on. We've done our construction. Well, let's just clear it up. So, your driver of the day was Mick Schumacher. I've got oh. to tell you mine. Oh, sorry. Do you know what? I feel incredibly rude. You I should didn't feel. even ask. Yeah, you should feel rude, you rude young man. <laughs> wow. My driver of the day, it's got to be Alonso. Oh, for God's sake. Why? What do you mean, why? Started at the back of the grid. Where did he finish? Tenth. <laughs> he came in the points, bro. He overtook Bottas on the last lap. He was eleventh. He made points on the last lap. Who actually won King. it? K- what? Driver of the day. Don't know. I can see why you say Alonso, and yeah, that is good. Back of the grid to tenth. My only argument would be that the Alpine is just so much quicker than them other ten cars that that's almost expected now. Like, Alonso has been up there quite a lot this season in the top 10. One-stop strategy as well. Yeah, great strategy. Um, Tired degradation. Did he start hards then? He started hards? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah the Alpine's a quick car. It doesn't really surprise me as much. Alonso's the Don. Okay, so you're giving it to Alonso. Yes. I wonder who actually got it. It's probably Leclerc. Shall I check? Yeah, have a little check. All and right, whilst you, we do that, let's... Give him, in, you give him some spiel. Well, I think we should give him our top three who we, where we actually think it's going to finish because we're at the halfway point in the race. In the, in the race. Imagine this is one race. <laughs> yeah, we're at the halfway point in the season. So we should give you our where we think the top three is actually going to be at the end of the year. Um, and obviously right now... Driver of the day. Drum roll, please. Ooh. Mick Schumacher. Mick Schumacher! <laughs> there we go. The tattoo is coming, by the way. The Mick Schumacher tattoo is coming. We are currently in the process of planning it. Fab wants me to get an actual full-on picture and a portrait. And I've said I'd much rather just get the words Mick Schumacher. Um, that's not happening. But apparently that's not happening. You're getting a proper portrait of his face. So I've decided that whatever it is can go on the back of my leg. I'm not sure if it's going to be a whole portrait of his face. I think you should start his head up here and have a full body shot down your leg. Like the whole the whole leg, arms all wrapped around everything. <laughs> I can promise you now the Mick Schumacher tattoo is coming very, very soon. He deserved driver a day, man. This is a start for Mick. Not I'm too happy about so this, mate. so excited. Why? So he got 24.5% of the vote. Leclerc got 15.3% of the vote. Lewis Hamilton got 10.1% of the vote. Max Verstappen, 9.6% of the vote. I mean, why are you voting for Max Verstappen for driver of the day? He came second. Carlos Sainz... 8% of the vote. Where's Alonso? 
me because I don't think people think Alonso coming tenth that special. He's an amazing driver from and a great car. From the back of the grid. Yeah, but the other cars are so bad. <laughs> like, well, really. they're not though. McLarens are good. Yeah, but I don't think. Uh, yeah, well, your argument's valid. Maybe some other people agree. I, don't. I know a load of people agree. Do you? Do you I reckon know. You've, you've single-handedly made people Alonso fans? No. No. This is what you're missing. Everyone's an Alonso fan. I, yeah, and I think everyone is a Mick Schumacher fan as well, which is why it's kind of ideal. I don't think some of the... Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Everyone's got to love Mick. <clears throat> I decided the other day that uh, my dream podcast would be Mick Schumacher and Sebastian Vettel on together. Mm-hmm. Them two as guests. I think mine would be David Coulthard. He's such a ledge, man. He's so funny. And Christian Horner oh, together. That would be cool and as well. And, we're, and we're, we're asking questions and we're doing shots. <laughs> we always said we wanted Toto Wolf and Christian Horner on a podcast at the same time at the bar. Just just having beers, like where we're yeah. just like barely talking about football. I feel like that's more possible now because they're not against each other as much as last season. No. Yeah, but I, <laughs> I still don't think they're best friends. No, probably not. I very much doubt that. Yeah, give us your top three before we end today's podcast. So we've done our constructors. What do you think the top three will be at the end of the season right now? Drivers. Yeah. Are you going... Do you think Leclerc's going to pull this out of the bag? I think he can, mate. Yeah, I, I, I can see, I can see Leclerc winning it. I can see Max in very close second. Can tell you're sat there in double Ferrari merch. Yeah. Do you like it? The gap's huge, but yeah, I think Leclerc can win. No worries. The gap's not that big. It's like fifty-two points. Is it? I think it's bigger. Nah. Is it only fifty-two points? It's, it's like one seventy, two twenty, or something. So, uh, all it takes is for Max to have a DNF three times. Nah. And Ferrari have DNF four times a season already through yeah. technical How course. many times have Red Bull DNF'd? Yeah, but a lot of the time it hasn't been their fault. A couple of times it has. Yeah, a couple of times. But which, today is 50, which is 50% of the amount of Ferrari. Today wasn't. But either way, that would be constructors. I would say, I would say it's driver. Perez's fault. We're saying drivers anyway. Yeah, okay. So. I say Leclerc first. I say Verstappen very close second. You could switch them. And I say Hamilton in third. I truly believe Hamilton could come third in the driver's standings. I 100% agree with you. Third on the podium, three races in a row. I do think the podium we saw this weekend will be the final three. But I don't think Leclerc will catch Verstappen this year. I think it will be Verstappen, Leclerc, Hamilton. Really? But I do think next year, Ferrari will do a whitewash. Like, I just think they aren't quite there as a team yet. Some They've would been say, out with the points for so long. Some would say a red, red wash. Yeah, you some would say a red wash. Some would say, put in a Ferrari t-shirt in with your whites. <laughs> no, don't, because I did that the other you day with their blue socks. Yeah. Made and all your whites are blue. I had to throw them all away. Shirts, t-shirts, everything. Brilliant. All my whites went blue. He loves it. Yeah, I think Ferrari next season will be ready. They they haven't uh, been winning for so long. What did so you just long. say? Ready. Ready. <laughs> They haven't been winning for a while. Like it's probably this whole new era of everything going on and dealing with the media pressure. Like Ferrari, it's probably new. Ferrari just need to get their trot on a little bit. They, they had a good strategy today. <laughs> You're popping off Ferrari quotes. Trot on. <laughs> nice, mate. Yeah. Try and figure some more whilst yeah. they keep going. Yeah. Yeah, I think next season you could see a Ferrari a, domin- a domination, but I think this year I'm, go- I'm still going to say Verstappen's going to win, Leclerc second, and I think Lewis Hamilton third, and Russell will be fourth. Them two potentially could switch, because I do think Russell is class. We'll just have to wait and see. I'd love it to be Mick. Imagine Mick goes next week podium. 
Week after that, podium second. Win-win. Week after that, win-win. Win-win-win-win-win-win-win-win-win. And Mick Schumacher is, is the, the world champion. champion. That would be mega. Then I'd have to the get last my tattoo w- rubbed off and just get a full body tattoo. On the last race, his dad can make it down and watch him. Abu Dhabi, and he wins it. Thanks, that would be... Mate, that would be insane. Why don't we leave the pod on that wonderful note? Yeah, what an amazing weekend. We hope you had the best time watching it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to us. Chat, absolute rubbish for 47 minutes. If I'm proud. <laughs> I am so proud of us. Yeah, this has been like our best, probably our best chat about Formula One in, in, a, in, a while. in about 20 maybe in, in a while, in a while. Because we always have so much going on and we're so excited about it. There's so else. much structure usually, but like I feel like, you know, these loose ones, sometimes they're just better. Sometimes they're complete shit. <laughs> You just spat on me, you little yeah, shit. a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you very much for being here. Please do click the like, subscribe button on the podcast so you're notified every time we upload. There's a new podcast every Monday and every Thursday. We will be back on Thursday. Thursday. Give the podcast a five-star review if you've enjoyed it. There's no races coming weekend. There is no races the way, coming guys. weekend. So me and Jake are going to have to get creative. We're going to have to think of some fun things that we can do. I was thinking about this earlier. We're going to make some more YouTube content, but then yeah. we're going to save that for a little bit. Definitely. So this Thursday and Sunday, we're going to think of something exciting, something a little bit different maybe. We'll yeah, try and, try and get stuck in with that. If you only listen to the Monday because you like after the race, try and give the Thursday a go because it's going to be a little bit different. It's maybe we can like get the guys involved. Or, yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out and we'll make something good. Definitely. No race. It won't be a problem. But yeah, thank you very much for listening to the Pit Stop podcast. Follow our TikTok at Pit Stop. Follow our Instagram at Pit Stop. We've been Jake and Fab. <laughs> And we're going to go and watch Love Island. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> that makes us sound really cool, doesn't it? Yeah, we're not doing Mitch, that. Should we cut that bit? Yeah. We're, we're going to go and watch Mick Schumacher. No, Michael Schumacher <laughs> racing. Best bit. I actually watched Mick, Michael Schumacher's best bits uh, this morning whilst I was eating that McDonald's breakfast I gave you. Yep. Mate. Oh, yeah. I've woke I've up seen to a McDonald's before. breakfast in my face, by the way. Which yeah. Is the best way to wake it's up. It's nice, right? It was quite nice. Yeah, I watched some Michael Schumacher highlights. Yeah. Yeah, that guy good. He good. That guy good. He I've good. seen loads, but that guy good. Anyway, let's go, Mick- watch, let's go watch Love Island. <laughs> Mick is going to be better. Yeah. Okay, that's a brave statement. All right. Okay, bye. All right. <laughs> it's one of them where I don't want to hang up. Can we please just go watch Love Island? <laughs> You're like itching on the edge of your seat. I just don't want to say Guys, bye. thank you. Thank Later. you Spirit Studios.